Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. So that's Paul. What about this other guy? Dave. What kind of stupid name is that? Dave Burrow. He's the head of accounts for an events company. As part of his rehab after a skiing accident, Dave enrolled in Caramello's All-Star Salsa Fridays in Tufnell Park. That's where they met. I remember that. I remember Armandine told Lucy taking up salsa. Dave's engaged to Wendy, which means Dave is keen to enter a gentleman's agreement. Namely, I won't tell Wendy that he's been my wife, and he in turn will stop said wife. You're gonna leave London, get a new job, where him and Wendy will be free to live happily ever after. So that's Dave. What about this pool clown? No idea. You've no idea who he is? No. So what are you going to do? Are you going to confront Armadine? Not yet. Not until I know everything. Got to know more and then I'm going to do something. I tell you, honestly, Jeff. I can't, I can't see the bottom on this. That's Mammals, all episodes of season one now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. James Dempsey uh, joins us once again to take part in the James Corden backlash. Uh, Are are you part of that, James? Uh, I would actually describe my feelings towards him as mostly indifferent, right? Okay. Because... um, like you know there is this uh, like movement on the internet he's kind of the most hated you know there's sometimes there's the internet's boyfriend he's like the internet's ex-boyfriend right <laughs> everyone like a lot of people just don't like him and uh, admittedly like that story came out about Balthazar that restaurant in New York and uh, nobody came out well in that story anyway right yeah. and, um, and and certainly you know look I don't watch his chat show and I have seen Gavin and Stacey right yeah. and I liked him in Gavin and Stacey and I'm mostly indifferent to everything else that he does. So I went in (laughs) without any dislike nor any particular affection. And uh, that's kind of how I would describe the show as well, right? It is fine. It is uh, what I, the the thing I would compare it to the most is the Ricky Gervais comedy on Netflix, Afterlife, which is like this. some people love. Which some people love. And I am not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, basically, it is uh, it, it is it is going for kind of black comedy meets broad comedy with bits of slapstick and then magical realism thrown in in places. It's written by Jez Butterworth, who is an extremely accomplished playwright. He wrote The Ferryman, mm. um, and which I think starred Colin Morgan, who also has a starring role in this. And he's also right. He wrote like he, he's writing the next um, Indiana Jones movie and he wrote for Bond movies. He's an extremely accomplished, award winning, highly celebrated British playwright. And... I think he's also James Corden's friend. <laughs> and, and probably they met Jeff Bezos on some yacht somewhere and said, ah, Jeff, throw us a bit of money. And then we get this. It is a six-part... Um, it's a six-part... Uh, Comedy, comedy drama, comedy drama thing, right? It, it certainly, you know, right at the very beginning, uh, we meet we meet James Corden's Jamie and Melia Kraling's Amandine, his French wife, uh, who and they're making their way to like an Airbnb type thing, and it's this uh, funny, silly, romantic, cutesy moment that then is immediately interrupted by a, a, a personal tragedy, and then that kickstarts this process whereby. Uh, Jamie is convinced that Amandine is cheating on him and is investigating that. Mm. And it is extremely rare for me many, many years into this slot to say, 
it is a rare instance where I thought half hour episodes were not doing it any service, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is six half hours and it doesn't tell enough of a story. And by that I mean, look, we get plenty of Jamie, uh, you know, being this man-baby type thing who's angry and annoyed and investigating and so on. And various side characters are introduced. But throughout the six episode run... I have no idea who Amandine is, right? She's just okay. this, you know, she might as well be saying Papa Nicole in in like in <laughs> Renault ads in the 90s. She's just some French cipher of like, I'm a sexy sexpot French woman, right? And there's like nothing more to her than that, basically. We oh, don't, we, we gain very little appreciation of who she is. Uh, there is a flashback episode that sort of explains their relationship, but um, not well, in my mm, opinion. Yeah. Then uh, what I will say about James Corden is he is, you know, right, obviously he is, he's the internet's ex-boyfriend, but he is also a Tony Award winning actor, right? Like he cut his teeth on the History Boys on the stage, like as a young, I guess, young, uh, well, as a teenager and yeah. young man. Then he uh, led the revival, I think, of this play that, you know, One Man, Two Governors or whatever it was called. And he won the Tony in 2012 for Best Actor. And it's hard to win a Tony. Of the EGOT, it's the hardest one, right? Yeah. It is prestigious and all that. So, so he is an accomplished actor. But here I find, like, my ultimate problem while watching it is nobody in this show behaves like a rational human being, right? And if it is going for a kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, hamminess, it's swinging and missing. Like, the problem is the breakneck speed, the way it changes from philosophizing about the nature of relationships and monogamy and and uh, and and whatever, a friendship mm. even, family relationships... Like it'll it'll have this treatise on that and then break away to like a, a joke about tripping or something, mm. right? And just the disconnect between everything going on to me felt really laboured and silly and not engaging. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I mean, no, like the tagline is something to do with monogamy. So my assumption was that it was a kind of a forehander between these four yeah. people and like Sally Hawkins in it. Like, yeah, two-time like, Oscar nominee, yeah. right? And like she has the most bizarre role of all. So she plays Lou, who is Jamie, James Gordon's sister, and she's living, you know, again, I'm not even really sure what's going on with her, right? So their brother and sister... I mean, are they adopted? <laughs> right, because they have nothing in common, uh, either physically or even in terms of temperament or their lifestyles. Right. So Jamie is this Michelin star aspiring aspirant chef, and uh, Lou, as far as I can tell, it's not really very well defined. Is uh, like a kind of farmer's living a farmer's wife style, as in putting things in and out of the aga and volunteering at the charity shop. And okay. her husband is Colin Morgan, Je Colin Morgan, who's Jeff, who is a college lecturer who has written this book about voles and that is also part of the mam mammalian side of the show. And Sally Hawkins' main like kind of plot in it is, is she goes into these fantasy sequences where she imagines herself as Coco Chanel's assistant. Which, you know, right? yeah. like what? Right. Yeah. So, and all of this is happening in half an hour, right? And God, like, they're packing a lot in there. Yes. Yeah. And so it's all quite unsatisfactory, right? It is It is going for the, you know, look, I, I will admire it for being a completely original thing. It's not a remake. It's not, you know, superheroes. Yeah. It's not, yeah. right? Like, it, it, for, it, I wouldn't even go so far as to call it a noble failure because I don't think it's an entire failure. Look, I watched the whole thing and it didn't, in three hours, and it didn't distract me too much. But I can't say I would give it my absolute stamp of approval either. It is fine. 
Okay. Well, maybe uh, uh, Jez Butterworth uh, should have tried uh, watching the next show we're going to be talking about today. It is The Love Experiment. It's on Thursdays, 10.15 on RTE2. Here's a clip. I'm going to struggle to read this one. <laughs> what would be the perfect day for you? Day? Mm. It's probably going to sound very boring, right? But like that, I have two kids. I have an eight-year-old girl and I have a one-and-a-half little girl as well. Right. If we all wake up on time, like, breakfast goes swell, we're all in the car, off we go, like, drop-offs to the school and crash, and I get to go to work, and, and work goes swell. I work in retail. Yes. So, honest God, like, when we get home at, like, 5 o'clock, I do be buzzing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, right, yeah. come on, kids, the dinner. simple things, yeah. Such the simple things make me happy. Yeah, so my, my perfect day, um, I love spending time with my kids, so... Any, any time spent with the kids that were actually involved in any sort of activity is when I'm happiest, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's my little perfect day, just keeping them happy is the main thing, you know? You don't mind me. Right, this is a... Is there, like, science behind all uh, this, James? Oh, like, it's like, oh... It's like when you're watching shows and they're like, oh, the social experiment. And you're like, what social experiment is this, right? Now, there is... There is and I'm reluctant to say pseudoscience behind this. There is some degree of science behind this. So I think 50 years ago, this psychologist started working on this thing. His name was Dr. Arthur Aron. And he created, working with some lab assistant, he created this uh, uh, quote-unquote foolproof method. That's a hyperbole on my end. But this this way to potentially uh, bring two potential romantic partners together and it is 36 questions right so and this became like a viral hit maybe about 10 years ago when the New York Times uh, like rehashed it and now like now if you google it you'll find 10 million different web pages with the 36 questions and in this dating show from RTE we get uh, we do get one clinical psychologist, Dr. Mally Coyne, who works at NUIG. Um, now she, <laughs> like every every now and again, the camera will pan back to her, and she's sitting taking copious notes about everything that is going on. Not that we ever get any. Well, certainly not in the first two episodes. I know. Do we get some major revelatory yeah. moment from her? But anyway, that's just part of the. I guess part of the. Here's the science bit. Bit, and. Instead, we get two couples, who's, or two pairs rather, who sit, a pair, <laughs> and two pairs as well, who sit down opposite each other. They are potential love matches in the sense that if they are straight, it's a man and a woman. Mm. If they are gay or bi or whatever, if they're part of the rainbow collective, they, uh, you know, they are potentially a match. And they sit and they reach for these black envelopes and they ask each other the questions. And I was all ready to hate on this, but I really liked it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have to admit, I really liked it. First of all, it's shot very nicely. So it all looks very nice okay. and smooth and clean and crisp and well put together. They're sitting, you know, in the nicest of Ikea furniture in the lot. Oh. And the lighting is beautifully dim. <laughs> budget gone into this then. <laughs> the, the lighting is beautifully dimmed and, uh, and, and sensible. Now, the other thing about it is, like, as much as I like First Dates Ireland, I didn't like it at the beginning, right? Mm. At the beginning, it always felt like the casting wasn't great and the people... My ultimate problem with, with First Dates Ireland still to this day is I'll be charmed by this relationship beckoning and then they'll just be like, oh, you go first, no, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> the one major, major criticism I'm going to make of the love experiment is that at the end, they do have a, you know, side-by-side First States Ireland type moment Mm. of will you, won't you? 
But then there's no follow-up after that, right? Aww. And I just, I like, I want to know, right? Because it's very charming to watch people be charming and potentially interested in each other. And the questions are, I mean, they're interesting. Like some of them, like obviously we don't see all 36. We, as a viewer, get the best, the highlights package yeah. of, of their conversation or how they might have sparked. But they're fairly obvious, like they're fairly grand things. I mean, like what's your best memory what's your most terrible memory who would you invite to a dinner party uh, one of them is like how do you think you'll die or like they're they're quite bizarre questions <laughs> yeah. and uh, they in the first two episodes that I watched because all four are available on the RG player they were extremely well cast like in the first one it was these two dubs and they seem to hit it off immediately and they're they're very much in sync and their conversation is charming. And then in the second one, to me, I felt like there was a slight more coolness or uh, or um, wariness at the beginning that then wears off and you see them kind of coming together towards the end. And then the final part of it, and we obviously get a sped up reel of this as well, is um, they have to stare at each other for four minutes. Wow. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and like four minutes is a long time. Right? Yeah. Like, I re- you know, to just sit there, like I'm looking into your eyes. Now, right? <laughs> Already yeah. I feel ox. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thank God we're both spoken for. <laughs> so basically, um, like all in, I thought, an absolute worthy uh, addition to the dating yeah. TV realm, of which I like many of the aspects of. And I think somewhat buried at like 10.15 on a Thursday on RTE yeah. 2. Well worth giving it a go. Yeah, okay. Uh, our final show, also from RTE. This is Secrets from the Show. You can catch up on RTE Player. Here's a clip. Dennis is down from head office in Cork City. He's come up with a plan to boost car sales over the Halloween holiday. I suppose I write direct and uh, I don't start, thank God. But first, he needs to convince the sales team to star in a Halloween video for social media. The way I have it scripted is, Mark is going to say, hey, look guys, we need to do a marketing video for CarMax for Halloween. Have you got any ideas? Then one of you, maybe you won't, was going to say, oh, yeah, maybe a spooky jingle. And then it would cut to a dream sequence where Justin comes out of Carmax and he sees somebody dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog running through the car park really fast. <laughs> then, right here we are. I don't see anything wrong with that. No? Well, it's just Like 20 odd years now selling cars and I'm going to look like a f- buffoon. Okay, that's fair enough, one. Right, this is kind of, um, this feels like other things that RTE have yeah, done before and, and well. Yeah, this is like, and I have said this before, so sorry to be doing a real greatest hits day today. Like, um, this is the kind of thing that RTE does exceptionally well. They find a niche little thing to explore as a sort of slice of life documentary type thing. They did it a couple of months ago, might have been even a year ago, under this same banner, Secrets from the Middle Isles. And mm. that was about... Uh, people who were, work in supermarkets. And this one is Secrets from the Showroom and it is about used car salespersons. And it is an hour long worth of TV and again, I, re- I was really, really entertained. Again, it is beautifully put together, right? It's really stylish in how it's shot. The editing is fantastic. They get some of the, they get the, you know, the car salespersons to do their talking heads while sitting in the backseat of a car, which is a very nice touch. Yeah. And we explore multiple different aspects of the, you know, the wheeler dealer, get the sale. Yeah. Stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes. And some of these are very broad stereotypes and some of them are, 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 are stereotype 
breaking people who want or want to be. For example, like we you know we follow people in uh, in Kylemore cars where the the headline or you know where they say we do not haggle on the price. The price is the price, and the kind of the the drama that's going on there is that there's a competition for the top two salespersons to get to go on a holiday to Dubai. So we're seeing them try to, you know, hit their targets. Mm. And then there's another uh, car place down, I can't, I think it was in Cork, CarMax, I think, um, where <laughs> a guy from the head office is trying to convince them to record, like, a, you know, to go viral. They want to go viral. And they're trying to do an ad where they're dressing up as Thanos from from the Avengers and the guys in the lot are having none of it and that's equally entertaining we follow Rachel Murphy who is I think was doing her leaving cert when it was shot anyway or in sixth year maybe who's like a teenager in in, in Kerry who wants to buy her first car and her dad right. is a mechanic and mm. it's sort of a rite of passage that they're going through and then I'm really sorry that I couldn't I failed totally failed in my notes and this is really bad mm. because there's a there's a like another car lot um which is going, which is really struggling, right? So we get to mm. see, you know, the 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 industry is booming in some places and absolutely falling apart in others. And I thought, you know, like to, to use leave insert language, the juxtaposition between you know success and struggling was poignant and interesting. And the whole thing is funny, right? It's very like it's just very charming to watch. Mm funny people, you know, doing silly things. Like parts of it almost are like an episode of The Office practically. You know, when they're trying to get them to film the video. It is absolutely hilarious stuff. Okay, good stuff, right? Those three shows are Mammals, all episodes, season one now on Amazon Prime Video. The Love Experiment, that's on Thursdays at 10.15 on RTE2. And Secrets in the Showroom, uh, you can catch up with all of that on the RTE player. James Dempsey, thanks a million. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.